Hey, you friends, welcome to Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. I'm Alicia. And my name is Stacy. Thank you so much for joining us today for another tale of marital misadventure. And this one implicates People Magazine. Who are you bringing us this week, Stacy? This is country singer Jason Aldean, who's been in the news lately for trying to destroy tourism in America's small towns by threatening visitors who may stop in them. It's a weird flex, but as we'll see, the guys basically join the ranks of influencers who stoke anger to make a buck, so hey, it beats working for a living. Alicia, before we get started, is that a magic mirror that I see? It is, and today we want to thank the newest members of the Trash Panda Nation, who joined us over at patreon.com slash trashy divorces, getting early ad-free episodes, bonus divorces, all of our limited series, Zoom salons, so much, much more. Huge thanks and praise and love, too. Thanks for joining us, Beverly B., Laura V., and Amy B. Holy cats, y'all are amazing. Y'all are amazing for tuning in today. Stacy, if we're going to try that in a small town, what do we have to do? We're going to have to go, go, go. So, Stacy, you're going a little country and western today on us. A little country. I don't know about western. Friends, as you can imagine, we get a lot of suggestions for subjects up in here. We have two pinned posts in our Facebook discussion group asking for suggestions. And I want to say between the two of them, there are something like 2,000 comments. No shortage is my point. But sometimes one of our prospective subjects hops into the headlines in a way that makes it impossible to think about anything but is extremely trashy divorce and an increasingly gross second marriage. So today I'm going to talk about country music star Jason Aldean. Huzzah! I particularly <laughs> want to thank Peace Eagle Amy and over on Threads Jessely1981 for bringing him back to our attention. Jason spent a number of years kicking around Nashville and environs before his big breakout 10, 15 years ago. We'll get to all that. But he's made himself a real spectacle this month when he released a song and accompanying video called Try That in a Small Town. This thing has variously been described as controversial and a pro-lynching anthem. He did not like that one. NPR says that it is part of a long legacy with a very dark side. The Washington Post says that the message in Try That in a Small Town is clear, essentially threatening scary city folk, which of course is often code for black people from coming to small towns to pull their city stuff. I can verify that, for the most part, city stuff is trying to figure out how to use your debit card with whichever card reader tech the store that you're in is using. Do you swipe it? Do you tap it? Do you insert it? It's just, you just (laughs) never know. Anyway, apparently in small towns, the good old boys may be waiting to make sure that you find out how that tech works. I'm not sure. It's unclear. It's good stuff is what I'm saying, and it definitely does not in any way reinforce the violent messaging that we've all become a bit numb to from various influencers and influencer politicians. So with all that said, let's talk about the amazing family values, deeply small-town American values, really, of Jason Aldean Williams, late of Nashville, Tennessee, population 689,447, and his long journey from modest family man to slick, rich, musical provocateur. Let's do this. 
Jason, quite famously, was born in Macon, Georgia. The 1980 population was 116,896. On February 28th, 1977, almost a leap year baby. Pisces. Pisces And a a Pisces. Pisces and almost a leap year baby. And it sounds like he had a fairly typical 80s kid life. His parents separated when he was three. And so growing up, he would spend the school year with his mom in Macon, where he attended the private Windsor Academy. He was a star baseball player in high school. And he would summer with his father in the Miami suburb of Homestead, Florida, 1980 population 20,668, but it's literally 20 minutes from Miami, where his musical talent was nurtured in classic latchkey kid fashion. His dad, of course, worked, and in the mornings, dad would write out chords and chord progressions in a notebook and then show Jason where to put his fingers so he could spend the day practicing guitar. When dad got home from work, they would play together. That's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Jason explained in an NPR interview that his dad and his uncle would hang out and sing old, you know, Merle Haggard and George Jones songs, and that he started with music mostly so that he could be in that room with them. But his talent was real, and in a few months, he was teaching his father things on the guitar. (laughs) How the tables have turned. How the table. The student has become the master. When he got to high school, he also started playing out and was winning various talent contests around Georgia. At the age of 15, he was picked up as part of the house band at the Macon Club Nashville South. That establishment is gone, but there is a historic marker on the site today that notes that Nashville South is where Jason Aldean and Razzie Bailey were discovered, which is sort of true, maybe also overstated, depending on which version of his bio you read. Nashville South is where Jason, then of course Jason Williams, altered his middle name Aldean, A-L-D-I-N-E to Aldean, A-L-D-E-A-N, in order to avoid confusion with that other Williams family in country music. Oh, well, that makes sense. Somewhat prominent. After graduating high school in 1995 and with the backing of his father, whose occupation now is described as agent and producer, I'm not sure what it was when he was a child. Jason and his band started touring around the South and into the Midwest, as well as writing original music. In 1998, after playing a set of originals at a showcase in Atlanta, population 496,461, he was discovered by a publishing agent from Nashville, which is where his boots landed next, there in 1998. Alicia, Nashville is a tough town for an unknown songwriter-performer trying to break through. And friends, I think we've amply demonstrated this in stories of everyone from Elvis Presley to Billy Ray Cyrus. I mean, it's... It's a competitive place. No doubt. And it was no walk in the park for Jason Aldean. Opportunities arose and then vanished. Contracts were signed and then dropped. Talent scouts didn't appear at showcases where they were supposed to be. And after a few years of this, Jason, who had married his high school sweetheart, Jessica, in 2001, she's like two years younger than he is, he was giving serious thought to abandoning the musical project and moving back to Georgia to start a more sensible career to take care of his family. This was especially true after their first daughter was born in 2003. Yeah, I gotta give up that country music dream. Sometimes. Sometimes you gotta. But in the same year, hey, Nashville's Broken Bow Records took a shine to him and signed him. He released a self-titled debut in 05 and... This included his first number one song and his first three top ten hits. Suddenly, Jason Aldean was a rising star, winning the Top New Male Vocalist Award at the 2006 ACM Awards, 
And moving more than a million copies of his debut. I mean, big, big stuff. Wow. Good stuff. His 2007 follow-up went platinum and had several top 10 hits. And just like that, we have another in our long line of overnight successes. I'm putting big air quotes around that after, you know, a decade or more of hard work and harder living to get there. On the home front, Jessica took care of a lot of the business and financial stuff that was less to Jason's interests which is another very common division of duties in a relationship where one partner is an aspiring or successful creative. They had another daughter in 2007, and Jason extended his string of hit records and singles with the albums Wide Open in 2009 and My Kind of Party in 2010, which led to his first CMA for Album of the Year in 2011. This sold more than 2.7 million copies on the strength of a Kelly Clarkson duet called Don't You Want to Stay and this monster single called Dirt Road Anthem. Ah, friends, let us retire to the later days of the year 2012 when in September, Jason posed in his doorway for a People magazine cover story dated October 7, 2012, called At Home with Jason Aldean, penned by Eileen Finan. The piece was part of the pre-release media blitz ahead of the release of his fifth album, Night Train. The piece begins thusly. It's 8 p.m. at Jason Aldean's house, and the singer is in the midst of his favorite nightly performance, horseplay with his daughters, who are at this point nine and five. His wife Jessica says, he gets in the bed and they wrestle and jump all over him and get in tickle matches. (laughs) Okay. When, things, when things quiet down, the family snuggles up and says a prayer together before the girls turn in. Jason says, all four of us are there, and it's one of my favorite parts of the day. I love the simple stuff that I didn't always get to do before all this happened. He's meaning all of his success. Like, he used to be on the road for, like, 200 dates a year, and now that he's playing to bigger audiences, he, he's, you know, able to be at home more. This is so wholesome. Tickle matches, ice cream, prayers. Let me share the wholesome. We even get into the homemade foods they love to eat as a family. The interview takes place at an 18-acre parcel outside of Nashville, where which the family owned. The family was living in a four-bedroom, 5,000-square-foot house that the article assures, quote, isn't the lavish showplace you might expect. Jason explains that it feels downright princely to him, saying... I grew up most of my life in an 800-square-foot apartment. The first house we bought was 1,500 square feet, and I thought I was in a mansion. This is all I need. Well, that and the Florida beach house and a 1,300-acre tract of farmland he'd picked up elsewhere in Tennessee, but (laughs) it's hard to begrudge a guy with three platinum albums under his belt a beach house, which probably also put him closer to his dad, right? I mean, he goes on to reminisce about spending time on a cousin's farm when he was a kid fishing and riding horses and talks about wanting to make sure that his daughters stay down to earth. Quote, I don't want them to grow up only knowing riding around in a limo and flying in a private jet. It's cool, but it's a luxury. I want them to appreciate tying a hook to your line. This is so relatable, Jason. So wholesome. Yes, we learn that Jason coaches his daughter's softball team and that one of his daughters is obsessed with the toy aisle at Target. Mm, So relatable. Jason takes the girls to school when he's home and the homemade dinner favorites for the family include roasts with potatoes and Jess's mac and cheese. Oh, I bet Jess's mac and cheese would blow your mind. I'm sure it is killer mac and cheese. 
The article closes with Jason saying, I feel blessed by success, but I don't want to lose focus of what's important. I know it's not going to last forever, so I just want to enjoy being here. Ah, shucks. Good values. What wholesomeness. What authenticity. I'm sorry my imaginary earpiece is suddenly flooded with breaking news, Alicia. What could go wrong? Oh my God. On September 30th, 2012, stepping all over the publicity (laughs) to promote the new album, TMZ blasts an article and photos under the headline, Country star Jason Aldean, hot and heavy with American Idol chick. Who's not his wife? Oh, no. Womp, womp. Hey, let's take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the first of Jason's many scandals and uh, image reinventions, let's say. See you on the flip. Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and... I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns, Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. All right. We've turned the album over. What happens oh, now? Oh, boy. This isn't good. I bet Jessica is mad. Alicia, our Tennessean by way of Georgia hero Jason Aldean was out in Los Angeles, population 3.8 million, on the Sunset Strip at a bar called The Den, where he was caught on camera canoodling and smooching with a former American Idol contestant turned basketball cheerleader named Brittany Kerr. J'accuse! Wow. It was a big scandal. He took to Facebook right away, the morning after the events, sort of the same dateline, to post a fairly decent apology, actually. He said, hey guys, I wanted to talk to you directly so you were hearing the truth from me and not just reading allegations made about my personal life on gossip websites, TMZ. The truth is that I screwed up. I had too much to drink, let the party get out of hand, and acted inappropriately at a bar. I left alone, caught the bus to our next show, and that's the end of the story. I ultimately ended up embarrassing my family and myself. I'm not perfect, and I'm sorry for disappointing you guys. I really appreciate being able to work through this privately with my family and for all of your continued support. Not a a bad... Sure, not a bad statement. Not a bad statement. Does he work through it? Well, I would add that when I looked this up on Facebook to uh, make sure I had it correctly... um, one of my uncles had liked it, along with 288,000 other people. Wow. But as for it being the end of the story, in fact, it was not at all the end of the story. And here we are. Shall we meet? Yes. Brittany Kerr? A hundred percent, yes. She of the brief stint on the 2012 season of American Idol, born June 19th, 1988 in Charlotte, North Carolina, 
She was a high school cheerleader who got a degree in human environmental science from the University of Alabama. What is human environmental science? I think it's one of the sort of build your own major situations like you study a lot of different disciplines. Obviously, you do the core curriculum, but then you, you're sort of tailoring a major to fit the career path you want to chart for yourself. And what career path is that? American we, Idol cheerleader? We, we I shall am, see. Oh, gosh, I'm so excited. I don't know if when she was in college, the term influencer had really huh. been established, but I believe her career path basically was influencer. Hey, here's a weird fact. She did not make the Bama cheer squad, again, high school cheerleader, because, and I am not making this up, she was thought to be too, quote, tall and lanky. Perhaps to that point, in 2010, she entered a Victoria's Secret model search contest and placed in the top 80. She also overcame these tall and lanky disadvantages later to perform. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're too good looking. Too tall. To cheer for Bama. Wow. So she also overcame these tall and lanky disadvantages later to perform with the Charlotte Bobcats Lady Cats dance team in 2011 and 2012. It's an NBA affiliate. I guess, does the NBA have a minor league? I, anyway, this is uh, also when she was auditioning for American Idol, where she made it to the Hollywood round, but was cut before the main audience performances started. But clearly, Britney was a person who had a plan for her life. And when she met Jason Aldean, maybe she realized that she could finally see a clear path to fame and fortune. Sure, she was forced off of Twitter by a torrent of abuse from country music fans mad that she had tarnished the rep of one of their wholesome heroes, but surely that would be a short-term issue that could be dealt with. <laughs> oh, no. In November 2012, about six weeks after the scandal erupted, Jason and poor Jessica sat down with CBS this morning. Jason explained, I think we're fine. I think any time you go through anything like, I mean, it's tough. We've been together for a long time and through a lot of things together. Those are things that most people get to deal with in private, but we did not have the luxury of doing that. No, because you let yourself get filmed making out in a bar across the country, dude. He continues. <sighs> I would say go ask any couple that's been married for 30, 40, 50 years. I guarantee. And then Jess chimes in. I would love to hear their story. And Jason continues. It hasn't always been roses. I guess it wasn't, because in April of 2013, Jason filed for divorce oh. after a dozen years of marriage, citing... Irreconcilable differences! Woo! While the filing itself is public, we check show notes uh, on TrashyDivorces.com for links to everything. Uh, it is basically a request for the court to approve the forthcoming divorce agreement and parenting plan and to incorporate those into the final decree of divorce. In essence, it's just alerting the court that they are working out these details. They're negotiating together behind the scenes, and they would not need a trial, is basically. Okay. Uh, also, credit to Jess. What's pretty clear, you know, from our vantage point today is that Jason and Brittany were still very much in touch, possibly physically touching, and had fallen in love with each other. And Jess would hardly be the first wife of a celebrity cheater to take the opportunity to talk some trash about said cheater in the press. But they had young daughters, and presumably Jason was open to a very generous settlement, so she quietly went her separate way. And shortly after the divorce was finalized, about a year later, 
Jason was hitting the red carpets with Brittany Kerr. Why not? Some of the headlines are so weird because it's like, Jason Aldean and ex-mistress arrive on, and like, no. that's not quite, like, she's not the, eh. I mean, I suppose it's true, I guess, that she's the ex-mistress just now. Future wife? Transmogrified wow. into girlfriend. Anyway, the public's reaction was about what you would expect. It was not amazing. Britney's social feeds, once again, were filled with toxic bilge, as you would expect. But this time, Jason angrily stepped in to support her, posting to Instagram, So sick of people judging me and Britney over things they know nothing about. I have made mistakes, but I'm a better person because of it and wouldn't change a thing. I'm happier than I've ever been. So thank you to all the people who support us. We are happy and life goes on. It's time to move on, people. Okay. Hashtag Aldean Army. <laughs> hashtag old news. Hashtag time to move on. Just aggressive hashtagging there. I love it. Later, he would tell Billboard, it's been two years of this shit. Get over it already. Which, I mean, I guess. Life goes on. It does. People divorce. People remarry. People... It happens. It's a take. There was even a May 2014 Instagram incident where a website called the Nashville Gab reported that Jess dropped into a post about the two with a few of her own thoughts. I will say that only the Nashville Gab felt confident in definitively stating that this account was definitely Jess, the ex-wife. So I don't know. This could be some rando. Did she share her mac and cheese recipe? She did not. <laughs> um, th so this this is from the alleged possible ex-wife of Jason Aldean, or perhaps not. This was written on an Aldean Army Instagram post. Had to comment. Just sitting back watching God work. <laughs> <laughs> Karma. Woo. Sorry. No. Start from the beginning. That's great. Whether or not this is allegedly her, I'd, I love where the sentiment is going. Okay, so the post reads, Had to comment. Just sitting back watching God work. They have created their own mess. LOL funny. Everyone does have an opinion. People still have morals, too, but we know the truth. <laughs> My kids do. Most importantly, God does. This was too funny. Happiness isn't made from lies and destruction of innocent people. I don't care. I know the whole truth. 20 years worth. And then she tags Brittany. Again, could be Jess, could be not Jess. Who knows? Of course, it gets better. In September of 2014, perhaps marking their dating anniversary, they got engaged. Although once again, this relationship news seemed to coincide with the release of Jason's next album called Old Boots, New Dirt. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. They married on a beach in Mexico in March of 2015, and Jason's daughters were present for the ceremony. From there, they seem to have both gotten themselves pretty radicalized, honestly. So let's take another break here, and when we come back, we will finish up with the wild influencer drama that has infested Jason, perhaps courtesy of Brittany, and Jason's ever better career ever since. Back in a minute. Alicia, the couple marked their first Halloween together there in 2015 with Jason in blackface as Lil Wayne, the dreadlock. No, just no. With Britney beside him. No. She apparently helped paint his face. 
with cornrows and throwing some kind of gang sign or imaginary gang sign, most likely. It went over as well as you would expect, but Jason kind of mumbled his way through the controversy, sort of apologizing if people were offended, but also sort of saying, these are, this is a paraphrase, I don't have a quote from him, but the point was, well, everything offends somebody, was kind of his reaction. This trashy divorces ride really does take you a lot of places. I've learned a lot in a this lot. story. Mm-hmm. A lot. Not terribly long after Jason and Brittany announced that they were expecting their first child and his third child. In 2017, Jason was on stage at the Route 91 Harvest Festival in Las Vegas on October 1st of that year. When a dude with a bunch of high-powered rifles opened fire from above from his room at the Mandalay Bay Hotel across the street, this killed 60 people, left 867 people injured. This was between the shootings and shrapnel and whatever and the rush to escape. It's just sheer and utter tragedy. It's terrible. Jason himself and band members obviously ran to the backstage area. I will say Jason has raised a lot of money for a number of charitable causes over the years, including uh, breast cancer. So he released a song later that month, and the proceeds went to support the victims of this like horrific massacre. Horrific massacre. He also, at the time, had some thoughts about Americans' access to guns in the aftermath of this shooting, telling the Associated Press, It's too easy to get guns, first and foremost. When you can walk in somewhere and you can get one in five minutes, do a background check that takes five minutes. Like, how in-depth is that background check? Those are the issues I have. It's not necessarily the guns themselves or that I don't think people should have guns. I have a lot of them. Sounds like he's arguing for common sense gun legislation. It does. I feel like the background check thing is something that polls at like 90%. However, I don't know if he still believes that or if he would say that he still believes that if he were asked today. Brittany, who was quite pregnant at this point, was also backstage. Fortunately, she was unharmed. Their baby was born in December. And in the summer of 2018, the couple announced that another little one was on the way. And Alicia, do you remember that quaint little 5,000-square-foot four-bedroom house he'd been photographed in for People magazine back in 2012? I'm dreaming of the mac and cheese. Of course I remember it. You are dreaming of the mac and cheese. (laughs) I know you. Yes, well, maybe Jessica got that in the divorce because upon announcing another baby was on the way, Jason listed a 9,000-square-foot, six-bedroom, 8.5-bathroom place on 120 or so acres complete with a bowling alley, in-law quarters, a 10,000-square-foot horse facility, a pool, and an outdoor entertainment area for $7.87 million. Wow. Brittany, meanwhile, posted a photo of a lot being cleared to her Instagram, writing, And so our new journey begins. We've decided to build our dream home in Tennessee. Looking at the land, it's hard not to envision a place where our babies will run, laugh, and play with each other for so many years to come. I can hardly wait to hear those little feet running down the halls. Very cute. So quaint. So quaint. We will get to those new digs in a moment, but uh, let's talk real quick about Brittany's kind of mean girl Instagram usage. Uh Everything for the gram, am I right? As well as her business with her sister and a high-profile feud she sparked by punching down at trans people for absolutely no reason. First, Brittany seems to have started a hair extension business somewhere along the line. This was $399 for 16-inch extensions, uh, or you could 
bump up to $4.99 for 22-inch extensions. In more than 10 color options. Oh, Um, 10 color options. I think that closed at the start of this year. I'm not sure why the extensions thing wasn't working. In 2021, she and her sister launched a clothing line for apparently Trump dead-enders selling shirts that say conspiracy theorist, uh, or there's a kid's version, um, conspiracy theorist in training. Oh, no. Uh, Another one has mamas don't let your babies grow up to be liberals. What happened to baby clothes with, like, tugboats and airplanes and giraffes and stuff? Maybe you should consider getting your baby a close-the-fucking-border shirt. No. You, I, no? No. What, what? How about a nobody-likes-an-asshole? Do, do they fit cats? Because <laughs> that would be a great shirt for Inman. Uh, there are more. I'm just highlights, lowlights. You pick what you feel like. So I'm personally becoming less and less mystified about how her husband has opted to threaten vigilantism against most of his fellow Americans in his latest song. I mean, he's married to a literal conflict entrepreneur, and uh, in fact, he models several of the shirts on the store's website. Oh, sure, so, uh, of course he does. Supportive husband. Anyway, all of that probably helps to explain why in August of 2022, posting a clip of herself putting on makeup while listening to Beyonce, who I'm sure was delighted, she mentioned, quote, I'd really like to thank my parents for not changing my gender when I went through my tomboy phase. I love this girly life. Poor Beyonce gets slung up in it all. Remember the Taylor and Kanye thing? Like, Beyonce is the Forrest Gump of, why am I just haphazardly in the middle of this? Well, and poor Britney. Presumably, she feels that she is so impressionable and unsure of herself that If other people labeled her something that she isn't, it will make her into that. So perhaps it's just too bad that people didn't tell her that she's a kinder and more curious and more temperamentally generous person than she seems to be, because maybe she would have been that. Anyway, this kicked off a social media feud with several other artists, most notably country singer Maren Morris, a successful solo performer and one quarter of The High Women. Yeah, I don't think you mess with them who responded on Twitter, it's so easy to, like, not be a scumbag human. (laughs) So true. And then she continued, sell your clip-ins and zip it, insurrection Barbie. Nope. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Jason backed his wife in in this particular dispute. Of course. He's also trolled Maren Morris uh, at shows since. uh, Always gets a lusty boo when he brings up her name. Spicy. So this was back when... um, (laughs) You may recall Tucker Carlson used to have a job. So he, of course, invited Britney, the hot nut Kardashian from Nashville, on to explain how victimized she is in the segment. I mean, come on, it's Tucker, OG conflict entrepreneur and apparent country music musicologist. Tucker referred to Marin Morris as a lunatic country music person. Marin, of course, turned around, put that on T-shirts and raised more than $150,000 for Trans Lifeline and GLAD's transgender media program. And that's how you turn it around. And that is how you handle that, friends. Oh, and Jason got dropped by his PR firm over it. Wow. So many family values. So many family values. So Brittany rode the wave of clicks for a while, but once those clicks began diminishing, she decided to take a stand by burning a bunch of clothes and accessories. Whose clothes and accessories? Alicia, I'm hoping you can help me with the pronunciation of this brand. I assume this is mostly sold in small towns. And, you know, being a city slicker myself, 
I may not be pronouncing it right. Can I can I show it to you and you can tell me how to? Okay, I'm still laughing over spicy, but you are in fact pointing to the word Balenciaga. Huh. I think that's the brand for Dollar General, Family Dollar. I think it sounds Probably. it sounds fancy for a downscale brand that you might find at the at the local shop. I watched Schitt's Creek. I know what the the Betty's dress blouse barn. barn. Or, yeah, the blouse barn. <laughs> Weird, right? Oh wait, oh Balenciaga, Kanye West's old brand partner. Golly. I knew it would come to me. So it turns out that Britney owned a lot of Balenciaga gear. And in December of last year, many will recall there was outrage over what was a really, truly terrible marketing campaign that had kids holding bondage-themed teddy bears or something. It was very, very strange, very poorly planned and rightly sparked anger. Oh, yeah. It was a terrible campaign. So How that got through... anybody's production meetings, I'll never know. I guess if you want to make sure everybody just forgets that you used to work with Kanye, that's (laughs) the worst way for people to stop talking about it. Worst way to clear the board, but they did it. Um, Anyway, Brittany posted a picture of herself hauling out. Let me be clear. They were two clear trash bags because you have to make sure that people can see the logo. Oh, yeah. Come on. Uh, Throwing it away, captioning it. It's trash day. Page six notes that the bags appear to contain thousands of dollars worth of items. On the lavish living note, let's talk about the new 20,000 square foot home that Jason and Brittany built in Nashville. They moved in in June of 2020, and the home, according to Cheat Sheet, boasts eight bars, a bowling alley, a koi pond, a gym, a pool with a grotto, a sports court, a kid's play area, and a huge water slide. The outside of the home has a large fountain, and the house has several acres of land without any neighbors anywhere nearby. I'm sorry, eight bars? Mm-hmm. I, 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 that's the first thing you said, but that's I've heard all that other stuff, which sounds like a 20,000 square foot house. But why would you need eight bars in have, your home? I have more on the bars as oh, we goody. proceed. The living room, kitchen, and numerous bathrooms take on the same aesthetic of white walls and gray and black accents and furniture. Sounds very L.A. to me. The indoor play area for the kids has a small theater stage. Ah, that's nice. He, you know, wants to make sure his kids stay grounded. Don't just ride around in limos and fly on private jets. The kitchen also takes on the gray, white, and black color scheme with an additional pop of dark turquoise thanks to the chairs placed near the island. The couple has two gray lighting fixtures set over the island. As for the master bedroom, Jason and Brittany chose white bedding with a blue throw. They also have a massive gray headboard behind the bed to fit the colorway, and Brittany's closet is no joke. Jason's wife has all of her shoes and bags perfectly organized in the large walk-in space. Additionally, she has a craft room in the home. Back to the bars. The eight bars are all uniquely spaced throughout the home. One of the bars comes complete with an indoor golf area. (laughs) And it seems likely that another is placed near the LED bowling alley. Oh my god. The piece closes. Of course, the outdoor area wouldn't be complete without palm trees. And then quotes Brittany, telling Taste of Country, Our palm trees aren't real, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Quite a difference from that humble 5,000 square foot four bedroom place he shared with Jessica and the girls back in 2012. Back when they'd eat their homemade roasts and potatoes and mac and cheese and then pray together before bed. 
Look, I know that celebrities are managed to within an inch of their lives and that maintaining their image, even if the image is complete hooey, is of paramount importance to the people behind the people who make the magic happen. I get it. But boy, is it pretty clear that the People magazine spread in 2012 was one of the phoniest things ever committed to print. And it's only in this second phase of his life and career that we are meeting the real Jason Aldean. The guy urging city folks to just keep on driving when they hit a small place, lest they be the victims of mob violence by good old boys, while he sits in his 20,000-square-foot mansion in Nashville with his Balenciaga-wearing, Instagram-addicted wife. I have to imagine that people working in tourism development for small towns or rural regions are literally pulling their hair out over Jason's provocation this month, and I am so sorry. We, Alicia and I, are often traveling off of the interstate around the South, going through all sorts of small places, and his threats will not stop us from visiting and spending money at out-of-the-way antique shops or interesting restaurants as we go. Also, we're middle-aged and have to pee sometimes. It happens. It seems like Jason and his influencer wife have realized where the easy money is in this digital era we live in. Dividing Americans and sowing fear, hatred, and even violence against their fellow Americans, all while boosting their profiles and the amounts of the checks they receive. It's a lot of bluster from a guy who, once again, ran off stage just a week or so ago because it was too hot for him in Connecticut. Jessica, congratulations on your remarriage back in 2015 and your decision to live a quiet life and steer clear of social media. Excellent choices. Good job, Jess. And that, Alicia, is the trashy divorce and second marriage of Jason Aldean, just a good old boy, never doing no harm, except <laughs> increasingly the exact opposite. Stacy, well done, I think. <laughs> Again, very informative. Right? do you have a number of trash cans for this particular sitch? Oh, I, I do, Alicia. Um, do you remember that little beach house he'd splurged on back when he was pretending to be a humble family man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he's upgraded to oh. a $4.1 million Florida beachside mansion. So that's the number of trash cans. I'm giving the guy and his phony baloney life. $4.1 million. Mm-hmm. That's extraordinarily high. Well They're done. probably all fake. They're <laughs> fake trash cans. But you can't have an L.A. look without palm trees. Of course they're fake. <laughs> of course they're fake. What a story. Thank you for Ooh. that. Trash Pandas, thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of Trashy Divorces. We will be back next week on the main feed. I've got a hot one coming for you. In the meantime, don't forget, check out Trashy Royals or Done and Done if you need a few more fun things to listen to in the summertime ride of yours. Yep, and you can always check us out at patreon.com slash trashy divorces for early and ad-free episodes, bonus divorces, dumpster dives, nightcap chats, all sorts of things over there. Yeah, we can't tell you how grateful we are for you, for your support, for telling your friends, for your kind ratings and reviews, and your support on Patreon. Everybody have a tremendous kickoff to this week. We can't wait to see you back midweek. Until then, keep your hands clean, friends. Keep your hearts trashy, y'all. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia 
with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.